What time is it? It All Adds Up, the podcast that saves you all the money on all the things. Okay, welcome to the 13th episode of It All Adds Up. I'm Lizzie, and today I'm joined by my brother, John. Mm, unlucky 13. I know, my least favorite number. But over the last 12 weeks, our episodes have focused on everyday items that you use in your house that contribute to your water and energy bills. And so far, we figured out how to reduce these bills for the average U.S. household by up to $1,155 per year. Hell yeah. But there is a major contributor to energy bills that we haven't covered yet. And that's the price you pay to condition the air within your home. And that includes the price you pay to heat, cool, humidify, or dehumidify indoor air. So even though you usually think of cool air when you talk about air conditioning, the term conditioned air is not limited to just cooling. And the reason we condition air inside our homes is usually to optimize the comfort of humans that occupy the space. It's actually a bit crazy how addicted we've become to conditioned air. If you think about it, a lot of Americans sleep inside a conditioned home, then drive in a conditioned car to go to a conditioned office, school, or commercial setting. The average American spends 93% of their life within a building or car, and only 7% of their time outside. Damn, we really gotta get out more. We've gotten so picky with our comfort levels as well. The average person is most comfortable in relative humidity levels between 40 and 60% at temperatures between 70 and 80 degrees Fahrenheit. And the cost of maintaining this comfort comes in the form of heating and cooling expenses on your energy bills. And heating and cooling costs for the average U.S. household account for 42% of energy bills, with cooling costs at $273 per year and heating costs at $609 per year. Wow, that's so expensive. But it's important to remember that these costs are highly dependent on your local climate. Right. I'm sure a lot of homes in Florida never turn on the heat, but pay way more than $273 per year for cooling. And likewise, homes in upstate New York may not even have air conditioners, but could pay way more than $609 per year for heating. And heating and cooling costs can also greatly depend on the size and age of your home. Larger homes have more space to heat and cool and older homes tend to have higher air leakage, making the heating and cooling systems work harder to maintain indoor temperature. And because there are so many factors at play, there is a lot to cover when it comes to reducing your heating and cooling expenses. So we decided to discuss these expenses over a four-episode mini-series. So today, we'll talk about something called building envelope, and our next three episodes will cover cooling systems, heating systems, and smart thermostats. All right, let's get started on building envelope. So no matter what your heating and cooling setup is, the best first step in reducing your heating and cooling expenses is to minimize air leakage within your home. Then your cooling and heating systems don't have to work so hard to maintain indoor comfort. And to minimize air leakage, we want to focus on something called building envelope. And building envelope is what separates the conditioned air from unconditioned air. So examples would be things like attic insulation or weather stripping on doors and windows. And the goal is to have a tight building envelope, which means that it's difficult for conditioned air to escape to unconditioned spaces, like to the outdoors or to an unconditioned basement or garage. The tighter your building envelope, the less energy your cooling and heating systems will use to maintain indoor air temperature and humidity, saving you money on your energy bills. 
and the average U.S. home has plenty of room for improvement when it comes to building envelope. There's so much air leakage in the average home that it's equivalent to leaving a two-foot by two-foot window open 24 hours a day. And this loss of conditioned air can account for up to 30% of your heating and cooling costs, which means the average household wastes almost $265 per year conditioning air that inadvertently escapes the house. So an easy place to start is by identifying any areas with high air leakage. If you can feel drafts near doors or windows, or if you can see a gap between the frame and the wall, you know that air is leaking outside when it shouldn't be. Oh yeah, remember when mom and dad had that quarter inch gap between the back door and wall? It was always so cold in that room. With a seven foot tall door frame, that was like having a 21 square inch hole in the wall. You could see the sunshine coming through from outside. Yeah, that was bad. But after we put foam weather stripping along the door, you couldn't feel any draft. We also added door shoes under our exterior doors to prevent air leakage under the doors. Weather stripping and door shoes are pretty cheap tools for reducing air leakage. If you're looking to decrease heat transfer as well, you can save up to 12% in heating and cooling costs by upgrading to ENERGY STAR certified doors and windows. So that's savings of $106 per year. Exactly. And ENERGY STAR doors and windows have higher resistance to heat transfer between indoors and outdoors. So if you have higher resistance, your indoor air temperature and humidity will be maintained with less energy from your heating and cooling systems. And another great way to increase the resistance to heat transfer within your home is to add insulation to your roof and walls. Since heat rises, it's generally more effective to add insulation to your roof compared to your walls. And unless you're building a new home or tearing down drywall, it can be a bit tricky to add wall insulation. So definitely add insulation to your attics and to floors that are on top of crawl spaces. You can even insulate your ductwork too. So if you combine this new insulation with weather stripping your doors and windows, you can reduce your heating and cooling costs by 15%. Nice. So 15% for insulation and weather stripping and 12% for new windows and doors. Not bad. Not bad. And another common cause for air leakage is one that I never would have thought of, electrical outlets along exterior walls. So be sure to hire an electrician to insulate those gaps as well. And if you have a chimney in your home, installing a glass door to prevent air from escaping can reduce your heating bill by up to 2%. And lastly, let's circle back to windows. So if your heating or cooling system is on, your windows should be shut. And side note, keep your doors and garage doors shut too. But anyway, if it's a nice day outside, you should consider turning off your heating and cooling systems altogether and instead opening your windows to provide natural ventilation. It's also important to know when to open and close your blinds. If the sun is shining through your window, it's heating up your house. If your windows feel warm to touch compared to your interior walls, you know that heat is coming in through the windows. So in the summer, you usually want to keep your blinds closed so your cooling system doesn't need to work so hard. But in the winter, you can leave your blinds open on a sunny day for windows that face the sun. Okay, quick recap. All right, so the average U.S. household spends $882 per year to condition indoor air, with $273 for cooling and $609 for heating. Damn. And to reduce the energy needed to power your heating and cooling systems, homes can tighten their building envelope. By upgrading to Energy Star windows and doors, the average U.S. household can save $106 per year. Hell yeah. And you can save another $133 per year by weather stripping doors and windows and by adding insulation to your attic and to the floor above crawl spaces. Hell yeah. And you can achieve even further savings by being smart about when to open and close your doors, windows, and blinds. Hell yeah. 
we're going to be conservative and estimate 15% savings, but we're confident that many homes can achieve savings of 30% or more with these recommendations. So after just 13 episodes, we're up to $1,288 in savings. And keep in mind that the savings from this episode depend on the climate in your area, how old and big your home is, what heating and cooling systems you have, how efficient your systems are, and the price that your utility company is charged for energy. But even if these financial savings can seem small, just remember, it all adds up. And be sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is it all adds up podcast. Our website is it all adds up podcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook at it all adds up the podcast. And a huge shout out to John for handling all of the audio work for this podcast. Follow his bands by searching Stray Tuesday or Mother of Earl on Spotify and Apple Music. I'm back. Oh, hey, Bubba. Do you like our podcast yet? It's okay. Have you been using your iPad to listen to our podcast? Not usually. I use my iPad mostly to watch movies on Netflix. I play solitaire, too. Nice. Okay, bye.